0: Welcome to a bookshelf binge. I'm your host Jessica, and today I'm joined by two of my favorite people, Jess and Danielle. They've both been on the podcast before, so this is like the first repeat. This is very exciting. Jess is Bookish Batty on Instagram. Danielle is the New Adult Book Club on Instagram. And today we're talking about the From Blood and Ash series. Are you guys super excited about this? Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: This book could have endless discussions, I feel, this series.
0: It really, really could. As I was writing the synopsis, I'm like, nothing really happened. (laughs) And yet everything did. (laughs) So
1: much and yet so little because we're still questioning everything.
0: Okay, up front. There's going to be lots of spoilers for the entire series. So if you're not into that and you haven't read the books, I would skip this episode. But here's a little synopsis for you. <laughs> so from Blood and Ash is the first one and we start with Poppy being the maiden and extremely sheltered. Her guard's murdered, so this dude named Hawk takes over. Hawk and Poppy get closer throughout the book and when her life is threatened because of a revolt, Hawk is tasked with taking her to see the queen of their country. I'm not going to pretend I can pronounce it. So <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> While all of this is happening, we're also hearing about a war in which the Ascended, who are like the rulers of the country, fought against the super repressive regime of Atlantia. Instead of taking Poppy to see the Queen though, Hawk kidnaps her and wants to use her as a ransom. Turns out Hawk is the Prince of Atlantia. He's named Castile, not Hawk, and his brother has been trapped by the Queen for a very long time. We also learn that the Ascended, are actually vampires. So fun fact. Even though Jess doesn't believe they're vampires, or uh, no, don't you don't believe the Atlanteans yeah, are vampires. There you go. <laughs> I got there. <laughs> Since Poppy is important to the queen, he thinks that she'd make a great bar- bargaining chip. After a couple of near-death experiences, he changes his mind and decides to marry her instead. Uh, she agrees for the as a ruse for the time being. This leads us to a kingdom of flesh and fire. Honestly, not much happens. Poppy discovers she has real healing powers. She admitted to herself that she loves Castile. And they get married. And then they travel to Atlantia. And we find out that she's the child of a god. And therefore, like, the rightful queen of Atlantia, which is still weird. But... Yeah, it just got thrown at us. Yeah. And, like, that's legit what happened in this book. Like, those three sentences, what happened in this book. After that... It's a crown of gilded bones. At the beginning of that, Poppy's kidnapped by anti-God's children people. What are these people? It's been a while. <laughs> They're like a brotherhood of some sort. <laughs> Jess has the Wikipedia page up. She's Googling it for me.
1: <laughs> I do. It's right here. <laughs> look up brotherhood.
0: Well, you look this up. Um, Castiel goes to save her and she's basically murdered. He saves her by ascending her and turns out she was ascended into a god, which is kind of badass. Um, After this, mostly sex happens until the very end in which Cass and Poppy go to meet the queen of this country and to kind of bargain to free Castile's brother and shit hits the fan and now Castile's kidnapped. And, oh, we find out that the queen is actually like a really important person. <laughs> she's like the original ascended, I guess. And so she's kind of, it's one of those burn women type situations. Did I miss anything?
2: Uh, sh- she's Poppy's mom.
0: Oh yes, did forget about that one. That's pretty but, much all I got.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, for me, it was pretty good in the beginning when she got kidnapped, super slow in the middle, and then the end part was, like, what I wanted from the whole story, the whole time.
0: Yeah. I get that they needed to do a lot of, like,
2: scene-building, but the end is just, like, thrown at you. The end was great. The end was, like, I'm, like, ready for the next book, but the middle. Yeah. When did you guys
0: first read from Blood and Ash? Because this book is near and dear to my heart because it's how I became friends with both of you.
1: It's very true. Well, it was literally what caused me to start a bookstagram. Like I I obviously I already had an Instagram, but it's specifically why I was like, I need to get on this platform and talk about this book. So I read it in November during, you know, like the very weirdness of our world happening And um, it kind of helped me escape from that. And that's what made me go onto Bookstagram because I knew people were talking about books there.
2: When did you read it, Danielle? Um, I read it because of Bookstagram. So it's the classic Bookstagram made me do it. Um, I started Bookstagram after I read ACOTAR. And then I saw everyone, and mine is the New Adult Book Club. This is a new adult book. I was like, I need to know it. Um, I read the first one and I loved it. I liked it. I read the second one and I loved it. <laughs> um, but yeah. And then the third one was okay. <laughs> I won't discuss that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I read From Blood and Ash because of it because of Bookstagram too. Yeah. I joined right at the hype of From Blood and Ash and Kingdom of the Wicked. Those two were like the two first. Instagram made me do it, books. Mm-hmm. And Danielle was reading at the same time I was. Yes. And we were like, we started talking like mid book one, mm-hmm. and I then finished book two while she was still in the middle of book one.
2: <laughs> I'm slow. I'm a slow reader. Our classic friendship, right here. <laughs> <laughs> Always, I'm being lopped twenty four seven. So.
0: What were your first thoughts when you read it, Jess? Because you didn't have Bookstagram's influence of this is fucking amazing.
1: No, I didn't. I I was actually walking through Barnes and Noble. Who even knows why I was there? Just probably browsing or looking for a book. And I saw book two, A Kingdom of Flesh and Fire on the shelf. I didn't even look at what it was. I just loved the cover so much. I'm like, I know I'm gonna like this, so I snatched it up. And then when I went home, I realized it was the second book of a series, so I had to get from Blood Nash. So that's why I think that pertains to me not even knowing it was a vampire book because I literally had no, I didn't know what this was, this was about. I was like, this cover looks so good, I can't not read this. And so I went in completely blind, and I had just adored it. But I will say, if JLA had not decided to put what she did in the beginning of From Blood and Ash, the red pearl, like uh. with her and Hawk getting hot and steamy right away. Honestly, she probably wouldn't have hooked me at all. Not that well. Because totally agree. the first half of the book is not even with her and Hawk. So you're really just dependent on liking Poppy as a main character, liking her inner voice, which a lot of people honestly have gripes about because she inner monologues a lot which I normally don't like, but because there was that potential there and I needed to know who that guy was in that room, I stayed for it and I loved it. But if that hadn't happened, I probably would have lost me in the first half. <laughs> but I'm glad I stuck around
2: because it was great. I loved it. You felt very similarly, Danielle, about the I did, monologue. yeah. I The monologue was a lot for me. And in fact, if you look back in like my highlights, it's like, I you can see me talk about from Blood and Ash and it's like, man that's a lot of sitting by the window and thinking she does but I I I agree I got I got past it because of how good the hook was in the beginning
0: I didn't really mind the inner monologue but I because I'm such a fast reader I don't think I really had time to sit with that Mm. (laughs)
2: like
0: I just devoured it so quickly that like anything that I didn't like like I moved past really quickly and honestly, like I think I skipped half of that. It's fine.
1: <laughs> yeah, I like to jump too. Like I'm not somebody who skips things on purpose. But when people or characters in her monologue a lot, I'm just like lurk looking for dialogue then. I'm like, where I when do you stop this?
2: Mm-hmm. But I
1: don't I don't purposely not do that because there are people who literally will not read anything in between dialogue. And I worry for them. <laughs> yeah. Well, there are people who don't read. You haven't seen those TikToks? Oh, there are people who will not read description in between dialogue. Oh yeah, I'm they not speak. on BookTok. Well, I mean, I'm not specifically either. It just happens to come up a lot because I guess I read a lot, so they must know the whoever is spying on me on my phone.
0: <laughs> Whoever's <laughs> but, hacked you?
1: Yeah, they <laughs> hacked me. Um, but yeah, they won't read. They're like, yeah, I just skim it until for, for dialogue. I'm like, but you miss everything then. Mm-hmm.
0: That's nuts. I That's, I want to be able to do that. that-
1: and it's, yeah, it wasn't just for the TikTok. Like, people in the comments are like, yes, oh my God, I feel the same way. I'm like, oh, blasphemy.
0: <laughs> uh, when you first picked it up and you first read it, what did you rate it?
1: Five stars, I believe. But I would have given it more. Uh, for the very first book from Blood and Ash?
0: Yeah.
2: Probably four.
0: I definitely rated it a five. You did. <laughs> really
2: <laughs> I, I, the, inter- it was... As a slow reader, I w- sat with her monologue for a very long time.
1: <laughs> there are people who hate this series, so like
2: you know, no no shame. I like it. Don't give it. Well, I liked the first one, but I loved the second one. Yeah, oh, so, the second is probably my favorite out of the whole series. Me too, by far. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, that's when I was really like in, loved it, mm-hmm.
0: and like despite my description, not really showing that a lot happened, a lot did to move the story forward like we really got Kieran out of it and that was like a great addition of like a snarky best friend Mm -hmm. and we really we learned a lot of locations
1: too and about the actual world
2: yeah there was a lot of information that we needed it just took a long time to get through it yeah we also just need more information because
0: oh my god so we still don't know what the fuck being the maiden is the very first couple sentences it's like i'm the maiden i have to be sheltered and we still don't know what the fuck that means and is it from a god possibly so the first maiden is actually the person that a site's going to be about
1: that book is about seraphina i think her name is sure yeah seraphina and she's the consort maiden assassin bringer of death I don't know what they're calling her a whole bunch of stuff (laughs) what they call the first maiden but is the maiden an actual thing or is that just what is Beth was calling Poppy to create this like shield around her because obviously she was important because that's what I'm confused about is it an actual thing that is an actual role by somebody or was that shit made up
2: I always thought it was an actual role I never thought about it just being completely made up I did see an interesting theory on it though about who was the first maiden. Okay. This is totally from Reddit. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Reddit always comes in with the theory. Oh, they get me thinking. Um, So somebody said that possibly Shay was the first maiden because Castiel killed her, which there's that theory that the dark one killed the first maiden. But if he's saying, no, I didn't, I didn't know about it. There's some people who are saying maybe Shay was the first maiden. Okay, so I have a theory about this,
0: but it which goes directly against our theory. So, <laughs> um, so okay, so the one of the first spoilers for a site was like they describe her first putting on the veil, mm-hmm. and so which makes me think that Sarah is the first maiden, and
2: oh, Sarah I, being the yeah,
0: and. The Dark One actually is referencing Nikos. Nikos? Nik- Nik- Nikos? Oh, I never thought of
2: that. Niktos. I think
0: that's how you're supposed to say it. Um. Yeah. So I think he's supposedly the Dark One in this description of the person that killed the first maiden because I think he, like, takes her, essentially, or, like, they, like, run away together. They end up together. So I think it's, like, a metaphorical killing maybe she dies and is ascended so
1: wait then the maiden would make sense in some like obviously this happened so long ago from Poppy's timeline but if they dressed her up to be his consort and called her the maiden then perhaps Poppy's maidenhood is just symbolic in nature through his death also because because of her going to give her to is it Malik Malik the brother Malik Malik, giving
0: her that's what what the Malik Malik, Malik is the brother, Malik is the dad. You yeah. got there.
1: Very confusing. She married to him. That's why she did what she did. So yes. Malik, because of the first maiden being given to Nik Nikos.
2: Nikos. Uh, sure. Nick. <laughs> we all know who
1: you're talking about. <laughs> Some nickname here, Nick. The god. <laughs> the god daddy. <laughs> laddies
0: <laughs> <laughs> of the gods yeah
1: well he's like Nero uno isn't he the head honcho like yeah. up, all the way up the top mm-hmm. he was like the king of the
0: gods or whatever
1: yeah the king of the gods that's what he was
2: mm-hmm.
0: so yes i think i am very on board with jess in that because she was going to be given to a dude that was the role of the maiden which would also make sense as to why she was kept so pure
1: because
0: mm-hmm. like it's kind of a backwards country yeah who is your favorite character
2: i like castile i think he's funny
1: jess i'm gonna say cast is numero uno then it goes kieran and then i like delano is his name Delano? Delano. oh yeah oh, like delano. one of those side characters that is like stolen my heart kind of agreed i forgot about him but i feel like who's who's like why wouldn't cast be anyone's favorite he's just so awesome like in these are kieran's mind. i like him
2: too he's all right
1: i mean we can't say we hate him right
0: i really like karen and then i really like jasper i like think those two are my top two i also really liked delano delano yeah we'll figure this one out um and i kind of like emile but i think emile might be a little sketchy yeah people are saying that there's something there I don't I don't want it I want him and Vanetta to end up together because like that's like a fun little teaser
1: I also like um Willa obviously she's hilarious (laughs) Willa is funny Mm -hmm.
0: I like how Willa just like is no holds barred Mm, not at all
2: (laughs) and not I had so many theories about the woman at the beginning in the red pearl and none of them that were was that that was a surprise for me who did you think it was I thought it was a god or goddess of some kind. Mm. Honestly, yeah, awesome. yeah.
0: Willa is a seer. I feel like that kind of makes her close to a god. Yeah. Yeah. Like you know, like the, she's like the most powerful or something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think she has powers to see. You know, of sight. So. Yeah.
0: What are your thoughts on the relationship of Cass and Poppy? Just like in general.
1: Thank yes. <laughs> I flip my page. I have notes. Uh, I love their dynamic because I believe that Cass has allowed, or not allowed, allowed's the wrong word, but he's encouraged her growth of herself because she's been deemed as so innocent from so many people. But if, you know, obviously we know her a lot better because we're in her thoughts and she's not as innocent as people think she is, she can hold her own. And so I think that there's a really good give and take in their dynamic because he
2: encourages that from her. I do like that. I... I mean I guess mine are more from a like I don't want to say a writing standpoint because obviously I cannot criticize but um I don't know I feel like like their relationship was like so like up and up and up and up and up and then it hit this major peak and then it's just kind of been like like straightforward since then but I did see jla talking on a live saying that she just wanted to show two people in a relationship they don't have to have like these ups and downs within their romance um 24 7 but as far as like i feel like they had the really ups and downs right in the beginning i mean they were as far apart as enemies you know enemies to lovers as it could be um but i i guess i get a, a tiny bit bored with it a little bit when it's just him telling her how strong she is all the time, which I appreciate a man telling a woman that. But um, I guess, yeah, I get a little, a little bored with it. I have unpopular opinions on this. We need them. We can't <laughs> all love it all the time.
0: This podcast episode <laughs> would be very boring if we're all like, same. Same. same yeah
2: <laughs> yeah but I mean I I do see what you're saying Jess with like him encouraging her to be who she is and to go out there and fight and be it's a badass. Like, I
1: love that he does not feel um what's the word uh intimidated by her like mm-hmm. everything she's out she's bested him in everything she's a fucking god now mm-hmm. like thinking she was this little like lost maiden girl who I don't even think he really even knew why they were keeping her a hundred percent, who he fell in love with, you know, un- unknowingly kind of by watching her. And now all of a sudden she's got these great like dust and plans to take over even his own kingdom. He's just like, yes, you deserve it. Like you are, you are my queen. And I'm just like, you know what? Goals
0: right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I really loved in A Crown of Gilded Bones. How he was like you don't have to be queen if you don't want to be queen Mm
2: -hmm. like i'm not
0: going to put a crown on your head like they put a veil on you and like we'll leave but we would be together and this isn't something that you are being forced to do like it was her choice and i Mm -hmm. really appreciated that and how also like he's like putting weapons in her hands and he's like putting her in pants and he's like let's like you be you and he like doesn't he's not actually annoyed by her questions and like he answers all of them and I appreciate that but I also get a little bored. I'm used to a a recent Farah in the world's coming to an end the entire book versus this one is definitely more like they're married. (laughs) Well I feel like it's just
1: super ultra healthy like I feel like if she was like I want you to pierce your own heart with a dagger he'd be like cool okay. Let (laughs) go. Like there's no, like from what they had in the very beginning of the book, the more back and forth, I feel like that has waned a little bit since they like fell in love, like, you know, and became more um like, obviously she had so much that she didn't know about him. And now that that's faded away and they know their true selves or are becoming their true selves, it is very much different than their relationship was in the very beginning, which is part of the reason why I loved it so
0: much. But in a crown of of bones when she's like we don't even know each other's birthdays <laughs> <laughs> I was like you don't know each other's birthdays like because <laughs> it all happened like real fast
1: yeah there was a timeline somebody posted on the spoiler group and obviously because only JLA would know like how much traveling was actually done because you can't like put into a book how much traveling there is really it would be redundant and boring to be like and on this 27th day of being on a (laughs) horse you know so there is some days in between that but really people were like this happened in like less than a year a year and a half maybe like very quick so I mean I feel like they should have sat down and been like here are some of the major things we need to know about each other before but they didn't and birthdays weren't included
0: so like when they were trying to sell this to Alistair and he was like you're not actually in like what are you trying to pull right now like I feel like it would have been like his birthday is this his favorite color is this I know all of this about him and I'm in love like it would have been very a much easier sell
1: (laughs) well I don't even think they were sold on it so that makes a lot of sense that's valid because really he, he, literally he announced it and like 25 seconds later he's like somebody's here this girl didn't even get a chance to think <laughs> about it he's like we need to act like we're gonna get married she's like hold on a damn minute also he didn't ask He no, just like, we're getting married and she's like yeah. wait he's like shut, shut up he's coming <laughs> i kind of loved that part though I liked how the first book bled into the second book and I'm glad there was no wait for me. I would have been fucking
2: pissed. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, I totally agree. I think she's really good at that.
0: Really good at ending books. Yeah, and
2: honestly, the second bled straight into the third too. Yeah, Yeah, they they have like this very continuous nature. Yeah, and it leaves you like, I cannot wait for the next one. Even if I didn't love- the third book by the end I was like I need the next one yep. now and
0: the four I think the third to the fourth is going to be one of the only time jumps we get mm-hmm. between books which will be very interesting and I'm very mm-hmm. curious as to how long that time jump will be
1: is that like she said that that was gonna happen or we just think that's gonna happen
0: well she released the first chapter I'm not reading it. <laughs> So, so she released the first chapter so okay. and there's a
1: time jump for sure yeah because I'm assuming you read it oh for sure I read it like I the can't day. hurt myself like that
0: but yeah so they like it, it does it does not bleed like the other two did
1: as long as I'm not sitting there wondering what happened in between and it like wraps it nicely that I that I know where we're at and because that's why I hate that in between it's like all of a sudden you're in this new place than you were in the one book And it's kind of, like, jarring sometimes. As long as you don't lose too much of that, you know, and you start in a good place of, like, explaining why they're there, then I think it should be okay. Obviously, she'll be rallying her, like, Atlantia and getting all badass and trying to fight them, so.
0: So she released the first chapter of book four before book three came out, which was cruel and unusual punishment. That is weird. Because she teased that Poppy was on the back of Seti, the horse, and, like, she had the crown in her bag or something, and people were, like, calling her queen as she, like, walked through town, and there was no mention of Cass, and there was no mention of anything, and, like, the Facebook group was, like, freaking out, being like, are they separated?
2: Did someone die? Like... That's how, that's how i imagine their voices <laughs> yeah. people do get very passionate about this series
1: oh boy yeah the spoiler group's a whole nother
0: yeah i had i i'm in them but i had to stop going to them like i had to turn off all my notifications and now i only go when i want to because...
2: i have a question about spoiler groups are they literally just to spoil things i don't understand what a spoiler it group is.
1: basically just means like unless it's like the very new release of a book then they put like a month i think but you don't talk about anything about the
2: book basically got it you don't have to censor yourself
1: no not at all and posts like some of her stuff that she's writing with the new books so in that sense it is very spoilery because she does post stuff that she's currently working on so if you don't want to know that then
0: you don't shouldn't be you know what i mean i really want to talk about how poppy's a god because i don't understand it i'm still trying
1: to wrap my head around it
0: truly don't understand so okay this is my problem with it and i think i figured out why it's the case but i still don't understand so you have a primal which is what nico says and then you have a god and then you have another god and then you have a deity something like that
1: i took a screenshot of her little family tree heart like proud of and- you gods let me see here
0: proud of you <laughs> um so the, the the whole question was okay so when we thought poppy was the daughter of malik nope malik nope malik malik malik, malik. when we find that when we thought that poppy was his daughter mm-hmm. she was a deity and so we're like oh cool perfect now we find out that like that is like malik because malik was also was a god malik? So her being I,
2: malik was a deity. I don't really fully i have my little chart here but it doesn't make sense because if nikdos is says, the god of the gods are
1: the children of the above gods and there's all these gods listed with varying degrees of abilities and bloodlines, Malak was the last of the deities descended from Niktos. Deities can produce offspring with mortals, although rare, rare. They were as powerful as the first or second generation, which is or they were not as powerful as the first or gen- second generation, which is why they were no longer considered gods. So yeah, that's why I'm confused. So if Malak was a deity, so would his brother, their twins.
0: Okay, no, so this is this was the thing. So they thought that Malak was a deity. And so Poppy, as his kid, would be a deity. Mm-hmm. We find out that Malik is a god because his dad's a primal. And how does that not make Poppy still a deity? Because she is still the grandchild.
2: Is what it else? because she was ascended? Does it have something to do with that? Because it seems like after she died and was like ascended by Castile, she got more powers.
0: Well, I'm still so confused i think it's because he's a primal so before they thought that he was a god and so it like bumped everything down a couple generations Mm -hmm. but because he's a primal it bumped everything back up generations but i still don't really understand how it would just just be all of his descendants would just be gods why are all of his descendants gods how does his bloodline not dilute
1: i don't know because he's just that freaking awesome i don't know (laughs) and and so are all where did the other gods come from and why are they lesser than him and is this like a position because this is what it says nictus is the current king of the gods not the father of the gods so is this like a position you can step down from like he's currently the king of gods but he's not the father of the gods so he's not their father obviously so like is he forever going to be the king of gods and if he isn't then i'm
2: confused because she's a descendant of the king of the gods like you said he's a primal so he's more powerful i don't know were there
0: other primals
2: queen of the gods
0: too excuse me queen of the gods we i got more to go up she could go up further and why is sarah a consort not a god yeah i don't know i don't get it I'm still think
1: that are, that i that am don't think like revealed to us and that's why like some of this stuff like with it saying malik was the last of the deities I think she put that there but it's not truth like clearly he's a god so there's so much that we haven't gotten filled in yet
2: what if there is a correlation and this is kind of out there between her poppy and the goddess Persephone what is it Persephone what is it um Persephone is that who it is because I just remember that time when they're going through the forest she's named after yeah Uh uh-huh the one she's named after goddess of wisdom thank you thank you Mm -hmm. um uh because i remember that point where they were going through the forest and she's about to fall off the mountain there was a point where i was thinking and i can't get it out of my head that she is somehow um not reincarnated it's just nobody knows where is it i don't know i should i should let this go Think maybe she's like some like she is
1: the goddess penelope maybe
2: Yes, I think she's like maybe reincarnated, possibly. There was something weird if you, like reading that back that I just felt like there was some connection between the two and like some unknowns.
1: Do the gods stay the gods forever? Gods can die, clearly, right? I thought they went to sleep. Yeah, but there's, uh, well, no, that's both. So gods can die. And who takes over their power then maybe? Maybe mm -hmm. that's her job. So because they have powers and abilities just like she does
0: what book was it there's a book that was like the older you get the you get kind of nutty and like I think that was described as to what happened with the gods and why they thought it was it was better to go to sleep was because they all kind of like lost a lot of humanity and I, Yo, wish well, I what book malik, this
1: they said because remember Cass's mom said that he used to be a fair and gentle ruler and then something snapped in him and he mm-hmm. kind of lost that and he got lost within himself
0: yeah and that's,
1: and that's not even like a god god he or he was a god but he wasn't like one of the ones that had you know been around forever
0: how was I, he not around for that oh. long
1: <laughs> <laughs> who malik he yes, no son. So I wouldn't assume he's been around crazy long, but he hasn't been long. around for fucking ever. <laughs> yeah, but so would the other gods then too, right? So there's like a level. He's been around forever. They've been but, around
0: forever. What? Again, Nikos is a primal, so he's even older than the other god. Oh.
1: Yeah, That's it's insane. just. First of all, can we just be honest? Like anybody who lives past a hundred, I don't know how they do it. Okay, <laughs> too long. <laughs> they're living for centuries centuries yeah i mean i can't even manage to make it a week without like going crazy and these people are going forever
2: so you know oh yeah i tried to look it up age unknown for king malik
1: but so how long though what i mean he obviously isn't around as as long as the other gods or his father clearly
0: i don't understand the logic of why he hasn't been around as long as the other gods
1: he was birthed when though. <laughs> I don't know. We're gonna learn all of this in the site. I hope. <laughs> if if, if uh-huh. the dad and mom of these two, there had to have been a time when they weren't born yet, when they had to do the deed. Correct. And Correct.
0: <laughs> I think that it just happened to happen around the same time as other gods. I think he was equally as old, I think- and.
1: As, like, all the goddesses that are listed on there? You think the gods and goddesses that he was around the same time?
0: Yeah. Maybe. I think he is equally as old as them, and I don't understand how he kept his humanity as long as he did, but I think that was one of the problems. But because he was so powerful, I think they said this somewhere, and I could just be pulling this out of my ass, but they said that like they made the gods go to sleep because they lost so much of their humanity Uh and like he was the one that made them essentially and that's why he was ruling so i think it was like a i'm more powerful than you are you suck go to (laughs) bed time for night night time for night night this is fun i have more questions and we're only on question four (laughs) (laughs) i want to talk about Isbus' ascension So she was ascended by a god, and that made it so she isn't a vampire. Mm -hmm. Do all people have powers and being ascended into a god just brings them out? Or being ascended by a primal bloodline gave her powers? I don't understand her powers. I understand the ascension and I understand how she's like not a vampire because Poppy's not a vampire, and I can kind of believe that the
1: What are powers again? I forgot. What can she do? Things. (laughs) She like... (laughs) Things. Hold on, let me write it down. Things.
2: (laughs) Isn't it like strength and... She's very strong. She like...
0: Can
1: she do what Poppy does?
0: She was able to do something to Poppy's brain. Like, because she was like hunched over and like felt like she was like being exploded from the inside out. And which is why Cass went with Isbeth to begin with.
1: Oh, yeah. Maybe it's a little bit of both. Maybe the power comes from within the person but is obviously fueled by the ascension from the person.
0: And do we think she's feeding from Iris heiress Irish? You had a you Danielle had a look on her face that was like who the fuck are we talking about?
2: That was what I was thinking.
0: <laughs> yeah, Poppy's dad.
2: One in the cage, remember?
0: What?
1: Which
2: one? They sound oh. Oh i forgot about that dude sorry that (laughs) dad all the information i forgot about that man
1: (laughs) there's a lot of people in these books so
0: and a lot of people are thrown at you at the very end yes like you get tawny back you get ian's death you get malik Mm -hmm. you get the revenant Mm-hmm. And you've all like all on top of finding out that Isbeth's her mom yeah. and that the queen is actually Isbeth. I
1: feel like we all should have kind of seen that coming in yet. I still didn't.
0: I totally saw it coming.
1: I know. I remember you had said something about it. <laughs> I didn't. I mean, I, I thought maybe she might have been her mom, but I didn't know that she was not ascended. That was the part that I was like, whoa. Yeah. Which obviously had to go hand in hand because they can't have children, but still, I thought there was something else there, not that.
0: I was surprised that she was her mom. I was not surprised that it was Isbeth.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. And very surprised by the non vampire aspect.
2: That was weird. That I didn't see coming.
0: I feel Uh,
1: like she's very good at doing that, like misdirection and then boom. And we're like, wait a minute.
0: So, I posted in one of the spoiler groups that we were doing this, and someone really wanted me to ask, do we think that Isbeth's pulling powers from Iris?
2: I never thought of that. It didn't go through my head, but he did look kind of sad and weak in his cage. But who knows what else they were doing to him. And
0: Poppy's powers, Poppy's powers grew every time she fed from Cass, so it would make sense that if she's only feeding from Iris her powers would also grow
2: yeah but did, did poppy get cass's powers or are you saying that isbeth is just enhancing hers yeah using his blood to mm-hmm. well, i
1: definitely think she's using him for something obviously
0: yeah why else would you carry him around with you
1: right it would make sense that she would use him to feed because or to do something with her because as we've seen they don't need to feed, but Poppy gets a boost from doing it, right? Mm-hmm. So, if she wants to stay powerful as she can be, then she would use him. I would think in that way, I agree. She could also use his brother, though Cass's brother, I think, but I don't think his state of what he looked like would you know, he I don't think she does because you can use it. That's why they wanted him for all the other vampires, right? Or can a god not? use an Atlantean. I start to get so confused.
2: I thought they wanted Mal- thought- Malik to ascend the people. They into- do. Yeah, they, they did. did.
0: That's what we were told. And, but- well, that's what Cass was thinking, that he was being used for that. And he was being used for to create the revenants. And it was in Isma's plan for Malik to ascend Poppy. So, Malik is like really like, his blood is pivotal. I hope he's being replenished because he seems to be giving it to everybody.
2: <laughs> well, they did it to Castile when they had him, and his blood was being used. Yes. Like, I'm really curious
0: as to the point where Malik started being used by her for and like being let out, like when he supposedly got Stockholm Syndrome.
1: So we're, like, all agreeing that he was definitely probably used just like Cass
2: was, and something happened to make him not be like that anymore. I would assume so. That's what I think. Does he really have Stockholm Syndrome, or did he just go with it so he got more freedom? I think, too, that could be it as well. Like,
1: it's either I'm tortured and this happens, or I do this and I get to maintain some sort of right. Freedom, but i don't actually i'm not actually
2: her little pawn but yeah that's the feeling i get that it's going towards but that's just a theory
0: that's my hope
2: well ian wasn't like that so let's
1: hold out hope that maybe he's not either
0: and they seem to be in cahoots right Mm
1: -hmm. him and that other revenant thing like there was like a little triangle of friendship going on there
0: and tawny Tommy was in
1: on some things. Well, she was with them, right? They had captured her? Yeah.
0: Yeah, like, they brought her to, like, be Ascended or something. I don't...
2: I for sure thought her and Ian were gonna be a thing. Maybe they were, briefly. <laughs> Maybe.
0: There are a bunch of theories that it's gonna be her and Kieran.
2: Yeah, I see
1: those,
0: too. Oh,
2: I can see that. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, But is like, in a whole other mystery, because she's, like, in a weird coma.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Forgot about her too. Yeah.
0: There, <laughs> there are so many people in this book. <laughs>
2: I've really read this before.
1: Pivotal people that I think may not seem pivotal at the moment, but they're going to be. I yeah. Think,
2: I think that would be like, it, I would be happy with that. Where kind of people kind of sneak up with you at, on you out of nowhere and mm-hmm. play a bigger role than you thought. I think yeah. Tawny's one of those people.
0: I think hope you're so. right. I mean, like she has to break out of the coma at some point. She wasn't reintroduced for nothing. That's true. Definitely. Like, how sad would that be if JLA just like kept her in a coma for the rest of the series? (laughs) Like, that'd be so upsetting. (laughs) Like little Poppy, like hobbles over to like, like kiss Tony's forehead (laughs) once a week. And the series over. I think it's important that we talk about how the fandoms a little toxic.
2: I feel like any I saw basic- this question on the sheet and I was curious to see
0: It feels like all of these po- like these series got like so popular and everyone thinks that they're like is it like have an interesting amount of ownership for them even oh, they should have the none. This is real. And it's like causing a lot of toxicity and infighting and I just like don't understand and I want everyone just to be happy and positive. Every, like there's a significant portion of Bookstagram that doesn't want a joining and are very, very vocal about not wanting a joining. And for those who have sat through this entire chat and haven't read the books yet. Which like one? But still. <laughs> good for you for like sticking through. But the joining is basically a threesome. <laughs> people want a threesome yet a lot of bookstagram doesn't
1: I actually on the spoiler group people were talking about this because it's like every 2.5 seconds somebody's coming on the spoiler group to either yay it or nay it or yuck the yum or whatever I don't know how people are but someone wants it someone doesn't and so people are very either vocal about wanting it, vocal about not, vocal about like either or, which I'm kind of like that. Like, sure. Yes. Like I would totally be clapping if it happened, but am I going to be upset with the author if it doesn't? No. But people are saying that if a threesome happens, if the joining happens, then they wanted to explicitly be told that that's where the book was going to go because she made it seem as if this was a, obviously Cass and Poppy is the main relationship and that's what they expect. So they should have been told up front about that. And I'm like, since when?
2: Yeah, I don't agree with that. I can't say I agree but with that. With those things happen in
1: mind, this is happening more and more where people want those to those things to be told. So a threesome is technically, I guess, something you would warned for because not everybody likes it and trigger warnings are becoming super popular in books so if somebody decides to take the plot that way these people are thinking they need need and should be told about it whereas I think not everything in the plot should be warned for
2: because it becomes spoiler right I think I mean I understand trigger warnings to to an extent if it's something that is going to trigger someone for like some terrible that they had go on in their life or something that really upsets them but I don't think a threesome in an adult book or a new adult book is a is a warrants one but there are people who don't read that and
1: because she's in the midst of writing the series they feel like if that's the direction it ever would take that she should have
2: said that I feel like she kind of did though like we all know that we we know the joining is going to be a threesome like I feel like it was really in the first book saying. This. I know this.
1: I know JLA ain't writing no threesome, okay. I think she's going to? No, I do not think so. This girl's gaslighting us with this threesome here. I don't know. I you don't know think she's going to do you? it. Have you Let's read her adult now. books? Let's take money right now. I'll well, put
0: five bucks on a threesome.
1: I'm gonna uh, five bucks that this does not happen. I'll Venmo you. <laughs> I think it's happening. You do? I do. Okay. All right. I think it's all just, just, we're just sitting there simmering and simmering and simmering. I'm waiting to boil. It ain't going to happen.
0: Have you read her adult books?
1: Yeah, but I don't think that this is what she's going to do with it. I think it was meant to be, the joining was meant to be symbolic for all this blood stuff that goes on with the Atlanteans. And I don't think that she's actually going to do it. I think the closest we're going to get is a voyeuristic beach scene. And we got that. So,
2: <laughs> well, it got pretty like spicy after Cassie was second her.
1: I will happily give you guys double that if it happens. <laughs> I'm not saying I don't want it to. I'll give you guys both 10 bucks if it does. I just don't think she will.
2: I hope she doesn't not do it because of people, like if she had the plan to do it, I hope she doesn't not do it because of what people are saying. Oh, I don't
1: don't think she would do it influenced by her fans at all. No, she's very vocal about saying, I'm not going to be influenced by you guys at all. I don't think she had plans to do it at all. Really? Now, because it's become such a thing, she's definitely like staying on the middle ground. Like She will not say yes or no because of how big it got, but I don't think she ever had plans to do it.
2: Well, she doesn't explicitly say what the joining is. We all assume it's a threesome, but there's no like this part. It there. doesn't have to be that. We assume
0: that it's a threesome because Alistair made it a threesome.
1: Yeah, Alistair came in and was like, Do you know what these young kids are doing these days? But <laughs> so was he her. Uncomfortable. Yeah. And, she, and Poppy just was like, Say less. What? <laughs>
2: <laughs> have you seen the two men that I'm riding on horseback with? Hey, less. <laughs> I feel like it's all leading up to it like from the way that they like sleep together like all like piled on each other to like,
0: yeah, like, what
2: happened after she was ascended like I actually thought that was the joining wait what you I thought sleeping think- on sleeping bags was the
1: joining
0: no yeah, no the ascension
2: oh, oh after oh well yeah that was definitely I'm well, like that's all we're gonna the- get there's no explanation of what the joining is. Like, it's not saying, like, you do it like you. Well, no, they do
1: have to exchange blood. All three of them, right? Oh, all three. Right?
0: It's definitely a blood thing. It's definitely okay. an it's all three thing. thing. Uh-huh. But, like... So that you- was
1: just the blood between Cass and Poppy, and Kieran held her thing. So... That was just a little on the side that wasn't but so far from what the joining could be it could be we don't have to even call it the joining i mean just give us a fucking threesome <laughs> yeah come on girl somebody <laughs> we oh, can't already all did it these authors <laughs> <Have you> guys, <laughs> i mean i don't, don't know threesome. if you guys heard fan fiction or not but somebody already wrote it oh no way oh no i oh, don't know yeah, yeah, they did i'm not gonna say i read it it was okay <laughs>
0: I don't know I feel like an author who's that okay with that much bondage in her adult books is more than willing to throw in a threesome to her new adult book
1: willing to but I just don't think she had any plans for it in this book I think it was merely a plot device and then you could sprinkle in little things like Danielle was saying with them being ascended her getting hot for Cass's blood him having to hold her back and it would like kind of fan the flames but she never intended for it to go full bonfire you know yeah and i'm i'm over here with my like graham crackers my chocolate my marshmallows my little stick i'm waiting for the fire to have a freaking s'more and she's just like nope it's not gonna happen i don't think so <laughs> But I'm I'll happily eat my words when it happens. I will be I will slide into your DMs and be like, what's your Venmo, what's your Venmo password or what's your Venmo account? I will gladly.
0: I'm sorry, let's be real here. But I will have already used Kindle search.
1: <laughs> yes. She'll slide into our DMs and be like, hey girl, you owe me. Or hey, here's your Fiverr. Pay hey, the fuck up. <laughs> what would you even Google in Kindle?
0: Have, I don't come know. on give me the search word what would it would probably it, what would it be? be it would probably be like karen's like in like a body part <laughs> this is a family friendly show you guys sorry
1: i'm sorry i just would love to see what you'd have to try and figure out to
0: get to that scene <laughs> honestly it would be a lot of Cass and karen and see oh gotcha <laughs> or karen <Kieran> naked <laughs> naked kieran Uh, like a plethora of google searches that will come up on this kindle (laughs) but
1: yeah anyway i'm that that definitely took a turn but yeah that's a huge thing in in the community is the the joining people have thoughts and poppy's weight is such a toxic topic yeah there's been fan art that's had to be redone to accommodate other people her true self and people's thoughts
0: thoughts about this which
1: never in the book i mean she's never explicitly said at a certain image like she's just bustier heavier oh a girl like me like she says certain things like that you know
2: yeah curvier
1: she says yeah there's never like an like i don't know like a size mentioned or anything
2: yeah i mean people did get on the cover art um about the size of poppy um but I didn't think it was in like a toxic way. I thought it was like, show the girl as she is. Mm-hmm.
0: There are a lot of people who are very adamant. <laughs> JLA calls them the child's pants truthers. Um, Cause there's a line in Cass rips her pants when they're in the snow at New Haven. So this had to have been from blood and ash and, or very early flesh and fire and it was like after she stabbed him and he like like in the process of having sex he like rips her pants and he's like we'll get you new ones and he looks at her and he says there must be a child we can borrow or we can take from and like something like that and so people are like poppy is obviously a five foot tall skinny nothing And like they talk all the time, like they talk often how the duke deprived Poppy of food whenever he like was grumpy and deemed that a worthy thing. And she's exercising and she's doing these battles. And so there are a bunch of people who are like, no, 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 she might be curvy, but she's definitely not plus size. And then there are people that are like, obviously she's plus size. She's described as curvy. She's described as like liking cheese and shit like that and JLA has said after the release of at least two books that Poppy is a plus size woman that she is an average woman and but she posts character art of which Poppy would Poppy's very skinny she didn't she was not one of the people that interfered with the cover arts for her own books to show a plus-size woman. And like, it's just all very, there are a lot of sides to this and a lot of people are very grumpy about every single one of them.
1: I think JLA is and does what a lot of authors do and is a lot of these characters that we read about, let's be honest, you could put them in any shape and size and you wouldn't even be able to find in the book where they say they are that size. Yes. And Poppy is the same exact way. Just saying that, oh wow, when I run, like my chest heaves or, oh, my hips are wider. It doesn't make somebody skinny or fat. But when JLA comes out of the books and says she is plus size, it's almost the same as certain authors coming out and saying, well, that character was gay. Well, then you need the representation in your book because now you have people going by your word, which is your word because you're the author and people who aren't involved in authors' lives, which are a lot of people who go by the books, and you have two sides now warring against each other for, oh, this is how she's described. Yes, that's true, but this is what JLA says. And that's, I think, why we get such a fight about it. Because if you really wanted to commit to her being plus size, then you kind of need to show a little bit more of that in the books. And I could be completely wrong, but I never once saw in the book that she was somebody who was like, looks like me, where I I have a stomach, I'm 5'8", I'm taller, I'm not, I'm definitely plus sized, like... That's not her in those books. She's I, I always thought she was a lot shorter. She's curvy, but she's definitely like average.
2: I thought of her as an average person. I think all JLA was saying That's, is she's not some like, you know, in every book it's like, oh, I have the perfect body and I can wear a tiny little hair my butthole. Or like, you know <laughs> like I she's not wearing that stuff. She's a normal human like yeah yeah
1: but I mean I think that that's what happens though is that that not everybody follows these authors on their pages right and so these artists may be drawing these off of what she describes so what do you go off of then like who do you yell at these <laughs> artists are getting told about this and they didn't even know about it because of right. some questions that we have which Again, obviously I'm not saying anything like, oh, she did so bad, but a lot of our descript- our character descriptions are limited to their facial features and that's it. Or for men, they had muscles. Well, you know, there can be tons of men who are muscular and they don't look ripped. Right. So again, it's the same with women.
0: We a can be a soccer player versus a football player, for yeah. example.
1: Yeah, we could be, we can be curvy and little, we can be curvy and plus size, you can be skinny and be muscular, you can be fat or plus size, I'm going to say fat because I am fat, so sorry for anyone who gets offended, but you can be bigger, I should mind my words, bigger and be muscular, like there's just so many different body types, and I think authors need to take more care in how they truly want to represent not just body types, but people of different ethnicities, people of different um like any any type of thing that you want to represent then do the part in representing it because this is what ends up happening so a little bit jla is a little bit at fault for this kind of toxic environment because i think if she truly wanted to make poppy that way she should have described her a little bit more in that way she she can be all the things she already is and still be bigger you know i can still believe that she exercises and eats cheese (gasps) (laughs) (laughs)
2: like gasp it's true you can be curvy and small and you know you can work out every day and still be curvy it does there's no like you are one or you can go
1: to the gym and still be a plus size woman so just because you know it, it goes on both sides like people who assume that she's skinnier because of those things are wrong and people who assume she's bigger because of other things are also wrong like mm-hmm. you can misconstrued a lot of the stuff in the books because of that but mm-hmm. you know if that's truly what JLA said that she is then I do agree that there should be a certain level of like accountability in the representation I just don't I personally don't like to be the loudest person in the room and you have a Well, most of the time (laughs) I have a loud mouth usually, but you have to remember there's thousands upon thousands of people who are trying to correct you and what's going on. And it becomes almost like a mob, a well-intentioned mob.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yes.
1: Like we're doing people who, with different body types, a disservice. You can describe a skinny person all day, and you know, she's skinny, right? Mm -hmm. But you cannot describe a girl who's, bigger or thicker or plus size even hinting at the edge of plus size without using things like curvy and busty and it's like but skinny people can be curvy and busty so like give us things that actually describe our bodies please like you're not gonna offend us
2: yeah i think the intention is there to not put out all these like perfect little tiny bodies in every single book and give these girls unrealistic expectations so the intention is there to put out the average girl as the heroines of these stories but people are like you said taking these little explanations of having an ass that you can land a plane on and being like oh she's thick oh she she big big like and even
1: if that's what she wanted to do and that's great so many girls can have that body shape like I've seen really 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 tiny waisted women with really really big curvy hips and so mm -hmm. I would never call them plus size just because they've got A butt you could land a plane on. Like, that's not true. Right. You know, if their waist still is a size like eight, like that's, you're still skinnier. You're average. You're not plus size. That's for sure.
2: Yeah. Look, Marilyn
1: Monroe was a 12. Yeah. Which now 12s, like, that's plus size. That's what people call plus size. I don't know if it's not plus size, plus size, but definitely on the, I would say, a thicker woman, you know?
2: Yeah. So I think there's a fine line now where people, like, if you have the slightest curve, people are considering, like, you hear curvy, and it's like, oh, you're, like, bigger. But it's not that. You just have curves, like, you're a normal human woman. And I understand wanting to keep some
0: of it vague, like, leave it to the reader to fill in blanks. Like, there's a lot of benefits to that. Oh, yeah. However, I do think that these authors need to take more ownership and need to be a little bit more explicit. Like her, like if you are describing her face shape, you can describe her body shape as well in more words.
1: I've read books. I mean, I can't give you exactly which ones, but I've read ones where they've explicitly said their thighs are bigger or they have cellulite or like their stomach is like men, especially in like POV changes. Like, There have been some books I've read where the men are like, oh, her stomach was this or that, obviously not critiquing it, but giving the reader, like the knowledge of what they're looking at and seeing in that they're, you know, so we can imagine it as well, instead of giving us like just vague things like that. Like, I want to know, does she have a stomach or does she have like bigger hips or, you know, like that's, what's going to make me understand who I'm reading and what that person is looking like. I don't think it's offensive unless you're doing you're like degrading that character for being that thing that's different like to describe
0: something is going to help your reader I think. I also just read a book and they described the girl as like having like very muscular thighs and arms but her stomach was like very soft and he like liked the softness and that she had those. I mean yeah. Like that is a very easy description for me to be like, this girl is more average. This girl, like, this isn't a six pack, skinny little girl. And even if it was, I'd be fine. But, like, that's not what this girl is being described as. I can picture her better. And yeah. I feel like there's less fight about it's a description like, like that.
1: Exactly.
0: But it's the
1: I think it. there just also needs to be accountability for the reader as well, like, in how you say things, because especially on bookstagram when when these things arise there's a lot of the you know saying something isn't bullying and i 100 percent agree like telling somebody hey you need to be accountable and speaking up is not bullying but there are people who take it way too far and you have to remember again like i said you become a well-intentioned mob so like you're not just saying hey you're doing this thing it's thousands of other people and you could easily put somebody in a very very dark place by a mistake they've made from an author who doesn't take that ownership in her character to describe them enough so like there's a lot of that and i don't get down with that because that's not fair you know if someone's willing to correct their mistake that they didn't even know they were making Mm -hmm. you know but we need to remember that things happen like that but then there's like that you know pitchfork mentality of like no they're a horrible artist or oh they're a horrible author and it's kind of like give them the time to make up for what they did and if then they still continue you know then there's a problem but
2: I agree
0: I think this is a very productive discussion about this I like I like really enjoyed it and I feel like we tried to be very healthy about it which I appreciate as someone who very much struggles with their weight These topics can be triggering. And so I find the whole debate very upsetting. Like, I can't name a single person who doesn't have issues with their weight in some regard. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: So being this upset about how she's depicted is like very much like a thing. Someone asked what we think Malik's relationship with the Revenant is. Oh. Well I think
1: there's definitely like a little bit of that interest between what's her name? I forget the one Revenant and him?
0: Yeah. Uh, Did we get her name?
1: Mm, I think there's a name.
0: I just keep calling her the Revenant because she's the only one (laughs) we
2: Let me. I liked her a lot as a character. Like I'm excited to see where that goes but I felt like it was like a romantic thing. Like uh, Malik I don't know is full Stockholm Syndrome. I think that maybe she's keeping him like in his own mind possibly mm-hmm. i don't I don't know like his him caring for her because she doesn't seem like she's fully on the side of isbeth yeah
0: i also agree that he's probably not full stockholm mm-hmm. and he very much is like putting up a front for isbeth yeah but i think one of the draws because when the fight went down in a kind of guild of bones he she like had to kill herself To show she could like regenerate. Mm -hmm.
1: He did not like- He
0: got upset. Yeah. So like there has to be something there.
1: I think him and her are going to be very, very like pivotal people to win over in the war. And she's definitely one of them. Like if you haven't already like kind of felt like she's only there for a certain purpose or a certain duty. Like I don't think it would take much for her to jump sides Mm -hmm. because of how how their people are treated.
2: Yeah. I agree. It like she's, yeah, it seems like she's already upset about like the role she has to play or how they made her kill herself just to show it, like you said. Like here, look what my my trick pony can do. And to be used like that, like to be tortured like that essentially, I don't know how she could be on their side. And she said that she feels it every time or something. Yeah. She seems, though, like she's the kind of person who
1: will go with the... She'll back the strongest horse. So, like, right now she believes that Isbeth and their their, their kingdom will win. And so she'll do what she has to do for, like, self-preservation. But once Poppy comes in guns a <laughs> or powers a I think she's going to see that there's more to it than
0: just Isbeth and her power. I think the problem also is that she's kind of viewed as against nature like her entire existence doesn't fit with the balance of anything so i think that's also a concern where it's like i have to fight for the person that allows me to exist speaking of revenants i want to hear all your thoughts about cora who we thought was poppy's mom for a solid three bucks
1: (laughs) was she a revenant or was she just a handmaiden I think the handmaids
0: are revenants
1: that's what they are okay yeah she clearly had um a relationship or some sort of like kinship with poppy she's the one who tried to escape with her so like these people like they have feelings so like this must have been like if that doesn't kind of show you what can happen with the revenants then that's like I think that was kind of like the prelude to what's going to happen with this woman that we've been introduced to Is along the same lines as her as her supposed alleged mom Cora, with wanting to get out and wanting to leave.
0: Does that mean Cora could be alive? I think so.
1: I thought she killed her. I could be wrong.
0: Well, oh yeah, I think you're right. I think Elizabeth killed Cora. I think you're right. Final, final. How do you?
1: (laughs) That was that that dream she kept having. What when she got hurt was when they killed. I think they killed Cora and her dad for trying to escape with Poppy.
0: Yes. So, but Cora can regenerate if she's a remnant. So I think she regenerated, but by this point, Poppy was already at, like she was already taken to the castle or something, and Mm -hmm. so I think she went back to the castle to get Poppy, and been murdered her
2: for trying to take Poppy away. This might be a stupid question. Do they? I don't really know, but I think
1: it's a burn. Yeah, you have to burn the ascended, so I would assume that's probably very similar.
0: Which is why Poppy needed to get the Drake in Because uh, mm-hmm. Ian was like, you need the you need this firepower yeah, because, because of her secret weapon. And I think her secret weapon are these revenants, so she needs yeah. it's like a fire thing. Because the
1: ascended can be killed with obviously what the heart or the or is it the head in the head, right?
0: I think both.
1: Both. But the revenants don't have that. So that's why the fire's like very important because that is the only way to kill them. But she must have a lot of them because they've been doing this for a long time. Yes. Is this The second and third? No. Yeah. Second and third sons and daughters. Yes. Everything after the first, I thought.
0: I think the second are the revenants and the third are food.
1: Mm. Yeah. But she's ta- they take both of them, right? Or all of any of them
0: yeah yes the second people come to the town the castle and get ascended and then the thirds go to the, the temple yeah. yeah could be speaking out of my ass <laughs> no, <I think> that's <laughs> something like tired that. shy i could just be making shit up and i just don't know <laughs> i have a whole thought out theory so i think Isbeth like made Cora take care of Iris while he was like in his cage and they developed a relationship because she was like taking care of him and they fell in love and Cora was also tra- like taking care of Poppy at the time to like be like her mom so no one knew it was Isbeth's and so she developed feelings for both these people and she was like we gotta go and so she broke out Iris and on like trying to get to atlantia because she knew who iris was and so the attack on them might have been craven but i think there was also another presence there that helped like i think that the scars could have also been like something else and they attacked and they got all of them basically out and Poppy was like given to the Duke and Duchess to be taken care of. They killed Cora. They re-trapped Iris. And Ian just kind of hung out.
2: <laughs> That's my full thought-out plan. Then who? Sorry, this might be a stupid question. Who is Poppy's dad? Who's who's Ian? Cora and Cora and someone had? Oh, so Lion. His name was Leo. Like, yeah.
0: Poppy thought her dad's name was Leo, yeah. and it's really Iris. Cora also called him her lion and oh so you're you know, saying cat that, in the cage and the cat was Iris
1: think this guy doesn't actually even exist like the Leo guy you think it's yes.
2: I think it was an alias for Iris for traveling and then Ian would be the child of Cora and Iris no I think I don't know
0: I don't really understand that's the Ian wrench was. in the plan we have to figure it, it out it really is Ian is the wrench Everything else could make sense until I get to the end. For all we know, though, Ian like, has no relation to any of them. He could have been another Royals kid and she was just, like, taking care of him. And, like, they figured it was better for her to be raised with a brother or something like that. I don't know. But it's very obvious that he's not related to Poppy in any way right and Cora had the black weapon that the revenant had so that I think that makes her a revenant so she couldn't have kids
2: so that's true Ian makes no sense between Leo and Lion and the cat in the cage is a big one
0: Mm -hmm.
2: but yeah Ian I don't know
0: honestly Poppy was so young too like it could have just been like Ian needed, like, they were trying to also just save Ian. Mm-hmm. Like, they could have just taken both of them being like, let's take the two kids away.
2: Yeah. And
0: he's dead, so we can't even, like, figure out what happened. Yeah. But that's my full thought out theory.
2: Interesting. There might be something to that, for sure.
0: There's a piece that's like, solid, and I have no idea which piece it is.
1: <laughs> see. We'll have to see. Well, this before we go. Absolutely. Cuz I actually thought my theory was pretty good. But um we didn't talk about the dark one, right?
0: Oh, I f- completely forgot to bring up the dark one.
1: I was that. that it's beth's son that she thinks is de- she thinks is dead.
0: I uh, 100% buy into that theory. I Okay. So I have an issue with the dark one. A because we have, like, now four different people named Dark One. So I don't think Malik is where we think he is. I think he got out.
1: Yeah, because he's supposed to be the blood under the blood forest entombed. Yes. And so
0: I think he got out. And I am also curious if he could be the Dark One. How would he get out,
1: though? Because isn't he encased in the, the bones of the deities? So that would Like when Poppy was and she couldn't get out. Right? Didn't she get? But Poppy wasn't Mm -hmm. ascended
0: yet. So we don't know if she... If they could still hold her.
1: Mm,
0: True. If they're bones of a deity and she was like a deity who was like before she ascended to a god or whatever. And Malik's a god. And they both have primal blood. So I think it probably wouldn't have been able to hold him. A b i like there's no way that we've had three books talking about malik and his decisions and have him be not like just like trapped somewhere yeah like, it's true. And i could see him being the
1: dark one too maybe but then why would he be doing what he was doing like
0: he's he's the one who brought all those things to Atlantia against them and he needed soil from the realm of the gods and he was born there so he can get there without ramifications i think mm-hmm. which is why he didn't have his full powers because he didn't like he to be born on the soil to have her full powers i don't know i don't remember that piece but i think it would make sense because of how he was able to get that soil to make those things and i think he might be trying to clean up his decisions
1: i can see that's solid too those are the two players on the board that we kind of have more question marks around than anybody else Mm -hmm. which is Malik and then her son because I do not think he's dead because she's so like doesn't does she think Malik's dead too she thinks they're both dead right because that's why she's so heartbroken
0: I don't think she thinks Malik's dead I think she knows that he's trapped but she won't be able to ever find him okay oh yeah because Poppy uses that as leverage
1: at the end right she's like I know where he is and
0: I think, I think so
1: she- yeah but she does think that her son's dead and I don't think that he is
0: I'm pretty I can't decide because Alistair was the one that was tasked with killing him I don't trust him to do shit but he like, like he anything. put in a very solid effort to kill Poppy
1: <laughs> he did but he's also very motivated by like his own game like his own gangs and stuff mm-hmm. so like I feel like if something like maybe he's somewhere too like who knows i don't know no no her son oh like or something i don't know yeah i really struggle sometimes i'm like i forget what happened and i'm like my brain gets all tied up but i i feel like i remember reading (coughs) i think it could be him if there was some way that he didn't die
0: yes if he's not dead, I think that that's a very solid thing. But the fact that Alistair was the one that was tasked with it, how much effort he put in to kill a he, like a, an adult, like it would have been infinitely more easy with the child. And he seems to lack all types of morals. So those are the two questions. Those are, I agree, the two possible choices for this dark one. And then, how did Cass get start? Like, why is Cass also called the dark one?
1: yeah and you know what that's another brain teaser like because they all said he killed the first maiden but she was so long ago
2: and there's truth to the fact that the dark one killed the first maiden so if we find out who the first maiden was and who killed her we'll know who the dark one is but i find that to be truthful because there's some like little misleading parts in it Mm -hmm. um that she throws in there but i i don't know i have a feeling that that's true i am I have so many questions about the
0: series.
1: It's like, like I would like. We've talked for how long and we're still just like, we
0: don't even know. Yeah. It's a fact. (laughs) Which is also why I really enjoy this because I can do theories like this all day. And this series lives rent free in my head.
1: Mm -hmm. It's one of those series where like until she literally throws all of her cards on the table, we're going to sit here and ponder like this until it's done. Yeah. I like that about it. I equally like and dislike that about it yeah
0: well all right this has been so much fun so my closing question for you guys what books are you currently binging we're gonna start with jessica <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh why me because you know i'm on an ice planet barbarians
0: kick thanks. Oh my god i forgot as i was asking but we should also discuss this because i'm concerned
2: <laughs> like what book are you on she's read oh, all I- of them i read all of them yeah, there's 22. <laughs>
1: I finished them yesterday. They're short though, right? There's n- none of them are over 400. Like none of them are over like 350. I think there's all oh, none, none over 400. They're usually between like 180 and three something. Then there's are shorter
2: fellas, which are
1: 50 pages.
2: Do you have Hell like one? favorite barbarian?
1: Do I have a favorite? Hell yeah. You oh. want my thesis on this? Come back. I'll give you a PowerPoint. <laughs> um yeah there's a few that i like i mean i'm gonna embarrass myself by trying to say their names they they all have weird names which i had to like literally try and google how to say them (laughs) but you get used to it but no i'm actually done with those so i started a court of mist and fury go back to one of the og fantasy books that stole my heart so god mist and fury is so good
0: that's
2: my favorite in that series same Um, what books are you bingeing, Danielle? I just finished one today. I finished Lord of London Town by Tilly Cole. I don't know if you guys saw me posting about it.
0: Mm-hmm. I hear I hear from you that that's very
2: spicy. Oh, uh, yeah, it's spicy. But it's like not um, like Den of Vipers spicy. It's like... Is anything Den of Vipers spicy? I, I don't know. Well, it's weird because so this one's like a mobster book. And I feel like *Dena Vipers* was trying to be like a spicy mobster book, and this is like—I feel like what it was trying to do, but it's not a reverse harem. It's like—I don't know—the story was really good. There's twists through the whole thing. Ten out of ten.
1: On well, my TBR because of you now.
2: But I don't know what I'm gonna read next. I'm not sure. Then uh, we'll ask you now, Jess. What are you binging?
0: I—I um, I started *Oath Taker*. Yeah. Um, I started Oath Taker yesterday. And so I'm going to be starting to binge that series.
2: That was short. Oh, I don't know why I had to look that up. I literally Googled it. It's like one of my favorite series. <laughs> did you just series. Google Oath Taker? I did. <laughs> you want to tell me more? It's my like, novel. It's my favorite. I don't know. I don't know. I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, love, love 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 that series what do you think of it so far um I'm very early on I have no thoughts yet
0: <laughs> but I'm also <laughs> um binging some solid contemporary these days and I don't really know why I've been binging contemporary so much but it just, it's just is kind of where I've gravitated towards and I have decided I've been too hard on rom-coms they deserve more love for me and I'm just I have just been expecting them to be romance novels and they're not because they're rom-coms and so I just like went in with the wrong mentality and now that I've reshaped my thought process I am really enjoying some rom-coms I'm also reading Evie Dunmore well this has been great thank you guys so much for both being here I love having you on and I can't wait to have you on again this has been a bookshelf binge you can follow Danielle on Instagram at the New Adult Book Club. You can follow Jess on Instagram at Bookish Baddie. Both of them have wonderful pages with wonderful book recs. Cannot recommend them enough. As always, you can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Bookshelf Binge. Be sure to rate a Bookshelf Binge wherever you are listening. Be sure to check out the Etsy store for new merch that I've listed. I have a bunch of fun stocking stuffers, so be sure to check that out. As always, you can join the Patreon. There are various levels. One gets you these episodes early and ad-free, while my top tier gets you fun bonus content, so be sure to check out those. And thank you all so much for listening, and I'll talk to you next week!